if you travel to the island of Ireland to play golf, you can play in magnificent courses in Northern Ireland and all over the Republic. We've had a whole raft of champions come along, from McElroy to Lowry to Harrington to GMAC uh, to Darren Clark. And I used to say to Americans in particular, if you travel to Ireland and play golf, we'll tell you the secret of how to, how to produce champions, but you've got to come and play. And for American people who might, go, uh, who might go west from the States to play golf in Hawaii or whatever, we say we have, you know, 70% of the Lynx courses of the world and come here and play golf on the edge of the eternal Atlantic and you are in for a very special experience. Put another log on the fire Nobody here is getting tired Welcome to the Fire Pit with Matt Janella. We open this episode with Enda Kenny former Prime Minister of Ireland, who we met and played with at the Father-Son in Waterville the first week of August. We were on an epic adventure to almost all of the greats and several hidden gems on the island of Ireland. And before we get to the details of the trip, I want to thank our friends at LinkSoul for their support. John Ashworth and Jeff Cunningham have created so much more than apparel you can wear on and off the course. LinkSoul is a lifestyle that permeates out of Goat Hill Park in Oceanside, California, where they're forging the blueprint for the best of a true muni in America. And we thank them for that as well. Use promo code FIREPIT25 for 25% off your next purchase at LinkSoul.com. I've roamed the dunes of Ireland with John and Jeff in the past, but on this trip, we were there as the Fire Pit Collective, working for Golf Digest and in conjunction with Tourism Ireland. The goal was to come back with two journeys. The first, to the southwest, would celebrate the fact that the crack was back. Pubs were open, musicians jamming, singers singing. And then there's the father-son at Waterville, the annual gathering of the best of intentions, kegs of libations, and countless deep connections. Here's Marty Carr, who leads this fraternity of golf. Well, it started just as a, as a, as a concept 32 years ago, and uh, it's grown into something that is just indescribable, to be honest with you. And I was only sitting with Keith Pelly last night from, from and his son, uh, and, and he, was, he was over, he couldn't get over the connection and the bond and the, and the friendships and how every pairing was a cool pairing and every table was a cool table. And, and you tend to forget that the, the people that come here are all kind of like-minded and connected. And it's, it's just an incredible, it's indescribable bond that, that's been created. And then you throw in the village of Waterford and you throw in, you know, the, the golf course here, which is probably one of the greatest in the world. And it's just a, it's a melting pot of uh, good stuff, you know. The second journey we'd come back with was to the north and northwest. And the story there will be about what's new and what those new courses will mean to the trip-takers as they plot their next Irish adventure. Here's Enda Kenny again, a golf fanatic who's from County Mayo, where Carn Golf is located. Carn isn't new, per se, but what is new will be a significant boost to Carn's business model, which depends a lot on outside play. Carn is, is a very special piece of ground, uh, and, and great tribute should be paid to those who had the vision to actually 
believe that a golf course could be put there. This course in Cairn was owned by a number of local farmers who were willing uh, to move it on for the good of the community. The, the course was designed by the late Eddie Hackett, uh, which I had the privilege to open when I was Minister for Tourism along with the late, great Christy O'Connor Sr. And I recall Eddie Hackett saying to me, this is the last course that I will design and it's the one where we've interfered with nature to the least extent possible. And that means that they took the, the greens out of the locations where they're, where they're located and the rest of the terrain is as it was for millennia. So it's, it's, a, it's an extraordinary piece of ground. And for those who play uh, Cairn and who play golf, they want to be on their game. It's, it's, uh, it's not in a very populated area, but the people are most welcoming. So I think for you and your crew, I think you're in for a very special experience. No more than here in Waterville, on many of the links courses in Ireland, Cairn is truly special. Uh, and it's, a, it's the kind of golf course you will not see every day of the week. Well, 12 courses and over 2,000 miles later, we lobstered in a 100-year-old wooden skiff. We sea safaried in search of a famous dolphin, drove a car ferry, boated into the Cliffs of Moor, ran along the Giant's Causeway, and got in the huddle of a Gaelic football match. Pardon the language. We're still in the game, lads. And it was our own fucking fault. We were, we were like headless fucking chickens when the high bar came in. If he had calmed or key, he got back with a cool couple of challenges. But it's simple as that. These journeys will start dropping soon. But for now, I was joined by Alex Upegi, my longtime producer, shooter, and partner in the collective. Colt Nedler was with us, who we recently hired as a producer, shooter, editor, and storyteller. And as you'll hear in this podcast, he's a hell of a player. The hosting duties of this roundtable go to Laz Versailles who's overseeing the culture vertical of the Fire Pit Collective, and Alan Shipnuck, who's also a partner and the editorial director. We start with Alan. So, boys, you're back in California. Welcome. Um, how hungover are you from the Guinness and just emotionally from what looked like an absolutely epic trip? I think I speak for Laz and most of the golf world when we say the FOMO was real. I mean... I was sitting at home going, man, how did I get aced out of this trip? And I think that was probably universal sentiment. Even those who aren't employed by the Fire Pit Collective probably felt that a little bit. It's funny. It never came up. <laughs> yeah, we lived vicariously through each of you on that trip. So great. We didn't have any room for any more people in the van. I mean, we were no. pretty, pretty loaded in. So, you know, that's it. Well, speaking and, of transportation, tell us about kind of your flight over from the States, arriving into Ireland, kind of the protocols that you went through and maybe, you know, walk us through that. Like, what's it like to travel and do that right now? I, I didn't get my passport until Wednesday before we left. We left on a, on a Sunday, I think, right? Or a, we left on a Monday. We left on a Sunday, arrived Monday. on I didn't get my passport till the Wednesday before because my passport had expired in October and because of COVID like, and moving, I moved from Florida to California, like in a disaster. And, and turns out I was able to go five days before and get a passport in San Diego, paid $200 to get it rushed and got my passport days before, which could have really thrown a wrench into what was happening. And then uh, I got I, I got my uh, my my vaccination card laminated. Now I've been told since then, doctors have DM'd me saying, 
getting it laminated is not a good idea because you may have to get booster shots and you should keep them all in the same card. And so laminating, not a good idea. So I did that. I would tell people not to do that. Can you delaminate? Is that a possibility? I don't know. Oh, you might be able to. Just get it really hot. Yeah. I will say that so, in California, there's a great website where you can put in all your information. You'll get a, a digital uh, vaccination passport that has a you know QV code and that takes the place of a little piece of cardboard and then it'll, it'll get updated over time. So I would recommend anyone who has gotten vaxxed, it takes about 30 seconds to sign up. I'm sure other states have a similar directory. That website Alan is referring to is myvaccinerecord.cdph.ca.gov which, as he says, is for California. Now back to more on getting there, and Colt chimes in with some of his travel troubles. Speaking of FOMO, I actually experienced a little bit of that myself, uh, starting off the first 24 hours. I was supposed to be over there two hours before you guys land. I didn't end up getting there until another 24 hours later. at the 7 p.m. out of Newark on, I think, Sunday night. Get on the runway, third to take off. You know, hour goes by, not in the air. I end up back at the gate a couple of more hours go by some tests go by yeah mechanical you know we'll have this up and running sure that we get you over to dublin no problem you know uh fast forward to you know every passenger now in the airport off the plane like asking questions where are you supposed to go i ran over to the marriott in newark luckily to get the uh one of the last rooms available meanwhile i pop up twitter these boys are having guinness they're at valley bunya you know i'm like i'm supposed to be there come on get me over there uh, but l- luckily enough, it uh, you know a day later I was able to join him. Do you like me, pig? <laughs> You're that fucking drunk, Johnny. You don't understand. There's a fucking mallard duck under your arm. You gobshite. <laughs> I was talking to the duck. <laughs> That's Killian O'Dowd, an Irish legend, with the punchline to a seven-minute joke that's coming soon on the Fire Pit Collective's YouTube channel. But now back to Laz as he gets us into the good stuff. So let's jump to the Southwest and kick us off. Tell us about, you know, the early stages of the of the trip, first courses, people, weather. I think, I think we, we need to talk about our strategy, Matt. You know, we, we land... Matt was expecting we're going to go straight to shoot. It's anti my rules of shooting after a red eye. So we get to Tralee and it's just kind of beat the clock not to fall asleep. It was 9 a.m. when we landed, took that long drive to uh, Tralee. It was like, by then it was like noon. So it's kind of like hang out at the hotel and resist the bed or go hang out. So we went straight to the golf course at a Tralee and just had lunch there and walked the course so we wouldn't fall asleep. But uh, what happened to your night there, Matt? Meet a couple of nice people. We meet up with Cormac, one of our, the, the Irish based shooter that joined the group. Um, so Cormac is like, we, in order to shoot drones in Ireland, you got to have a, a local licensed Irish drone shooter. So this Cormac is a guy I've worked with on previous journeys to, I think, both Morocco and Ireland. And um, so we joined forces with him. So he was part of the crew. And, 
Yeah, that that night I get a call in the middle of the night. You know, you're, we stay up late. We try to, you, you, this is key. Now you got to get a good night's sleep. Now you get over jet lag. And I get a call in the middle of the night at like two in the morning. Someone doesn't know I'm in Ireland and I never fall back to sleep. I'm wide awake. So I'm on like two hours of sleep right out of the gates, you know. <laughs> and never caught up. Never caught up. And now we're going full bore. You know, the next morning we shoot. Truly, Bally Bunyan first. Oh, Bally Bunyan at, at yeah. sunrise. Yeah, it was epic. Yeah, day day shoot day one. We had the most insane sunrise over Bally Bunyan when it was. I mean, so, this was day one where it was supposed to be raining already off the gates. Like a hundred percent chance of rain. Basically, the whole forecast every day we looked said something 80, 90 or a hundred percent chance of showers, and it looked like a washout. And Do we not trust the app. <laughs> not trust what an island. What, what advice would you give people traveling that are going to pack, that are going to face some elements? What What is it that you bring to have on the golf course on a trip like great, that? Great rain gear. It's rain gloves and it's two pair of shoes because if the one gets wet, you need to toggle. You can't go back into the wet shoes the next day. Yeah. That's death. Yeah, mine still aren't dry, by the way. They're outside <laughs> right now. There are people who are anti-umbrella. You know, she's got wet. He asked me, he's like, dude, uh, do these ever recover? I mean, I was like, yeah, they dry out. Like he, he thought he was gonna have to throw them away. My man, I don't know about that. I don't know about yours, but mine ain't looking good right now. <laughs> They're holding on by a thread. As we continue to sprinkle in some voices and sounds of the trip, meet John and Paul Anthony a father and son from South Bend, Indiana, who were competing in Waterville. I asked them what they loved about Ireland. The people, the people, the people. I tell every American I meet, you go to Ireland first and foremost for the people, walk into any pub and just start talking to a local. Uh, it, it's, it can be life-changing. They all want to meet you. They're all going to make it. Uh, they're going to have a story about cousin Jimmy who's tending bar in Boston and, and Uncle Ray who's in New York. Um, and you just meet the people i mean it's obvious we all know how beautiful it is you know topography and everything like that but it's the people and if you're a golfer it's a no-brainer i mean just what are you waiting for <laughs> did you see many other uh golf tourists and can you can you speak to the enthusiasm of of the irish golf community as you guys showed up because it's, it's been you know it's a huge part of the economy there and they've they've been on lockdown that's way stricter than most other places going on two years now. So what was just the energy like for when you rolled up to Bally Bunning and Shirley in these places? I've got a, I've got a great example that I think was at La Hinch, which was a little down the road, which we'll get to, but in the hotel, um, you know, I guess domestic tourism for Ireland is you know, doing pretty well at the moment. I mean, people uh, are traveling within the country, but we're at the La Hinch hotel and we're checking in. And I think it was late at night and, getting it you know i've got the bags the backpacks the heavy stuff like clunk 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 up the stairs you know like oh god like checking in do my little card open the door and there's a guy walk behind me and uh i think uh you know i said hi or he said hi and he goes oh american and i'm like yeah uh, he's like oh i've been here before i'm like no first time he's like well you know welcome and it is so nice to hear an american accent again he's like welcome have a great time wow and i was like I've never gotten that before. Like it, it was a really, really nice moment. And um, 
I didn't know that's how they felt. You know, it, it was, uh, it was an honor to be there. You know, Royal County down gets like 13 to 15,000 sort of international visitors, you know, like North American uh, golfers. And I mean, you know, these are places that's a big number. If you take that number times, you know, 250 or whatever they charge, that's, that's a significant impact. You know, these are all sort of member-based clubs where members char are charged 500, 700, you know, either euros or pounds a year to play all their golf. So they really are dependent on outside play big time. That's their whole model. And so, you know, although Irish people are moving around Ireland and Northern Ireland, you know, it, to, to Colt's point, like this, it was, I mean, Ireland is always a warm reception. This was overly warm. It felt like we kind of had the place to ourselves. I mean, it was crazy. I mean, th they had membership play and they had stuff going on, but there was a, uh, it was like going to Ireland, like probably what it was like 25 or 30 years ago, uh, where, yeah. you know, just there wasn't a lot of Americans roaming around. And, um, but the ones who were, I can tell you, had a very good experience because of not only the hospitality, but in terms of COVID, that country is 80% vaccinated. Uh, they've, they've, they had just recently, you know, they had, they had, Ireland had lost its music. Think about that. Ireland lost music that for that country and that culture matters. Yeah. So we are showing back up. It's like some of the first times that people have been playing music together in almost two years. Wow. And so we, we had sing song sessions that went to like two 33 in the morning with people who are like 80 years old <laughs> because it was like, they, Ireland was getting their music back as we were, you know, coming back and mass were basically happening indoors. And as soon as you got sit down and it wasn't even that hard and fast, it was pretty like, just, just be sensible, you know, uh, have a mask, you know, and, and otherwise, otherwise guys, it was awesome. So there's a few questions that have come in with regard to kind of traveling to Ireland and Connor Mangan 87 asked, do you think that the Irish golfing holiday represents good value for money or have they become overpriced compared to other destinations that you can go to? I mean, it just depends. I, I think in the South, in the South, I mean, you're paying to get over there. Um, and all that, all that goes with that. And then, uh, but in the end of the day, you're, you're still paying, you're paying like 250 the, at the best places, $300 to play the best golf courses in Ireland where you're paying, you know, you're paying more than that. You, you know, th this is like, that's the best. That's a bargain. And it's that, a, that's, that's like the Pebble beaches. That, that, yeah. That's, and that's, that's the highest you'll pay really. It's I'm, like the twilight nine rate at Pebble beach right now. And then you find your Critch nine. islands for whatever 30 or, or 50 Euro that will blow your brains out. And that's yeah. like, you know, bang for your buck. I mean, there it is. Castle yeah. places like yeah. that in the North, the you know, North we'll talk the 
Southwest and the North, but in the North, you're paying more like 150 tops, $200. Wow. So, so in the North for like Nairn and Port New and, and uh, St. Patrick's and um, I don't know, Port Rush is, is probably the most, you know, and Royal County down are probably on the high, high end. And you're still, you're still paying 250 bucks, 300. It's still, bucks. it's still less than like a mediocre course in Scottsdale. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, think about that. Yeah. Wow. No, it's, I think generally across the board in the North, you're, 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 if average price, you're going to save about a hundred dollars, you know, per round of golf. I ran the numbers in the South. One possible itinerary using peak summer season, Ballybunion, Tralee, Waterville, and La Hinch would cost you $295 each. Add Old Head, it's $413. And Dukes, $177. That's six rounds for $1,770, and you'd average $295 per round. I'd add a Dare Manor, which is another $466, which brings the total over $2,000 for seven rounds and an average green fee of $319. As for up in the north and northwest, we didn't play it on this trip, but Royal County Down is top price at $370. We did play Port Rush, which is $330, Ardglass, $185, St. Patrick's at Rossapena, $165, Nairn and Port New, $155, Carn is $118, and Critch Island is $41 for nine holes. That's seven rounds for $1,364 and an average of $194, over $100 less per round and a savings of $872. So yes, across the board, value in Ireland is still there, especially in the North and Northwest. All right, back to the conversation. Here's Alex Upegi, head of production for the collective and organizer of this trip. Biggest surprise. Uh, I mean, that definitely goes with Critch Island. We split the, the trip into two sections. You know, when we do the show, we're gonna have two shows. We have the Southwest, and, uh, you know, the theme of that is the crack is back. The party is back. The good times are back. Mm-hmm. Um, and then part two is the Northwest and the North with the Northwest is like what's new. And as we went North, everyone kept on telling us, you got to go check out this Kirch Island. And actually when I talked to one of the owners of Nairn and Port New on the phone, probably six weeks ago, after I told him we're going to go film there, the first thing he told him was like, you guys have to go to Kirch Island if you have time. And uh, when we were with him, he reminded us again to go to Critch Island. We had an we had an extra four hours the next day on our way up to Rosopena. So we made that detour, played as a crew, and it was uh, well, first off, it was blowing probably around forty miles an hour. Wow. No exaggeration. Matt's got cell phone video. This trip was rare where the crew, we actually got to play. Uh, Colt got to play a lot. <laughs> we'll get into that. But, uh, you know, the full, <laughs> the entire crew, you know, Colt, Matt, myself, uh, Cormac, as we mentioned earlier, and we had Darren driving us around. The five of us played. And um, it was, it was yeah. special. As, as people will see, this place was amazing. I mean, that's the dirty little secret of golf travel is that sometimes the itinerary is so full, you only have time to go out and play 
five holes just so you can get some you play the, the most beautiful holes you get some great scenics it's like okay on to the next one we gotta go and to actually play you know a full 18 uh or whatever as as a crew that that's a luxury and a, a delight that was a luxury and uh and incredible i mean as far as people booking their travel i would say i mean for us you know which is work and i mean the itinerary is is chock full of things from sunrise to sunset but even we still have hours here and there to do things like critch island but if you're going over there and planning a trip i mean build in at least half a day here and there because you will drive by places like spanish point look cool right we didn't you know we didn't go there we didn't have time we drove by i'm like wow that place looks rad or the little pitch and putt outside of Lahinch on the other side that unfortunately was closed i believe due to covid hopefully it's going to come back um, but just, I mean, that would have been a blast, right? Again, like just with the boys jump out there, pitch and putt, supposedly hardest, uh, what'd you say Matt? Yeah. hardest, hardest links in Ireland. <laughs> it's like a thousand yards. Um, but yeah, just to build in, you know, opportunities to, to do just that, to explore, you're, you're going to drive by a place where you're like, wow, that looks interesting. Let's go you know, we were lucky being there for two weeks. I mean, the 150 plus trips Matt and I have done and shows we've done, I've never built a schedule so light. I mean, we had long drive times. I mean, there were times we had four hours to drive, but there was a lot of time to go adventure. And, you know, that was, that was just through all the trips that we've taken to Ireland and Scotland and England, like it was necessary to do that in Ireland to, to pull this off. That reminds me of some of the trips that Matt and I have taken with various friends and, and wingmen and the, their, the itineraries are so ambitious, 36 day plus drives. And we were like, pull over, take a picture of like a sign that would point to a castle and be like, all right, there's our sightseeing for the trip. Like all we did was eat, sleep, play golf and drive. It was, we, we didn't do anything else. And it's fun. I mean, that's kind of the point, but you do feel like, man, I haven't quite seen as much of this country as I should. And so it's, there's that tension. I mean, if everyone, everyone has a, well, not everyone, but most people have a finite amount of time between family and work and everything else. And so you're, uh, you're trying to cram as much as you can, but I, I agree. Like it, uh, you do want a sense of place and you, you do want to put your feet up and have some fun when, when you can. So that, that's awesome that you guys made space for that. Cause it's not, it's not easy to do it. That, that schedule can get so full so fast. Especially um, when you're, especially when you're also filming a TV content, basically. Oh well, yeah, exactly. So when Alex, when you said the crack is back, like just for those who don't know the word, it's the Irish word. It's C R A I C, and um, it's it's kind of like the trash talking, the the fun, the the nightlife, the the in Spanish you say the duende. Like it, like how how would you guys how would you define crack for uh, for those listening? um it's 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 all that it's it's the it's everything that's uh, sort of ireland is very prideful about which is music and uh you know um it's all around you know singing uh together there are songs they all you know there are traditional irish songs there they cover you know traditional american piano sort of pub songs and uh it's a big part of all of it it's it's um it's the guinness it's the pubs it's the music 
It's uh, the local musicians, you know, sort of forming uh, a spontaneous band, people chiming in like it's a it's the party. That's what you know, it's it's a good crack. If the next day, oh, that was a good crack. Yeah. Well, what was that? That was a good party. That was good. That was good. Uh, good energy. Good. Good vibe. That's more from a group of locals jamming and dueling. We pick it back up with Colt Nedler. To go back to surprises real quick, Matt, what, what was something that, you know, uh, I forgot what the question was, but like something that, you know, surprised you on that trip on or off the golf course? Oh, man. Well, you know, just going back to the whole schedule thing, I think, too, it's funny that Alex said, you know, like, oh, this is the lightest itinerary I've ever booked because it definitely didn't feel that way. <laughs> like, I don't know what you're talking about. Were we on the same trip? <laughs> well, the, granted, the first five days when we were in Waterville, you were on your own schedule. Waterville was chilling. And the furthest, <laughs> but you were you were in the Shabin till two a.m. every day. So that was by your own do, that was by your own doing that you were busy and run down. Go, you go you go to Ireland to go to bed at 10 o'clock like oh I gotta go to bed you know you don't go to bed now you go to like I did say after the third night I go I have to not be on the last bus home like I was on the last bus for the first three nights I was like this is not a good you know this yeah. is but that's why you keep you get invited back every year Matt that's why you're just punching your ticket for the next trip you know you're putting in the work for all of us <laughs> we appreciate it yeah uh, and <laughs> And again, so those who don't know all of the uh, the vernacular, the Shabin is kind of like, I mean, it used to be like a secret bar, like sort of like speakeasy. Um, during the I, speakeasy, yeah. Yeah, it's and now it's, speakeasy. It's, it's yeah, and now it's kind of just a, a a more general term, right, for a place to go and have some fun. But like uh, in, back in the day, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah if someone has so, a bar, like a a basement bar in the here in the states, it'd be their Shabin. Yeah, yeah, a little man room. It's like a man room kind of thing. Well, that's a good, that's a really good segue to B. Kaplaner's question of favorite town to sleep in, combo of hotel, restaurant, and of course the pubs. Colt, what did you like the most? Can I can I bring it back for one second? Are we going to um, I, I felt this, this was this was very impactful to be honest. The the, the whole father son, uh, I did not. I did not realize what we were kind of getting into. I mean, this was like, you know, maybe date, this was day two day, like one and a half for me. We're like, okay, we're going down to Waterville for the father son. I'm like, not sure what that is. Let's roll, you know, like, okay. We land, you know, I, I slowly kind of, I'm like, Oh, Matt's playing a tournament. Rad. Okay, cool. Uh, you know, there's like 50 teams, you know, two man teams, a hundred people, Marty Carr. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm hearing about Marty Carr, this character who we haven't met yet. And we're talking about and um you know the, the matt I'll, I'll leave kind of describing that whole experience to you but just to just to see you know the relationships that that and, and friendships that matt has has over there and sort of has cultivated over years of travel was incredible it's like you have this irish family over there that you see every single year friends i mean whether it's their kids that you've seen grow up or you know your some of your best friends over there or you know, people that you've known and, and gotten to play with over the years. Um, I was like, wow, I did not know this existed over here, you know? 
it was it was a really cool experience not only to just be around and then to be able to play in it was you know that was wild um hold on but, what so to be able to play in it so it's colt is colt shows up he doesn't know the father son i'm out playing a practice round with steve john who is tournament director of at&t and the pure uh first team and sort of you know pebble I'm, beach yeah the mayor of pebble beach i mean yeah. uh, monterey peninsula runs the monterey peninsula foundation essentially so just, well, you're forgetting the most important part of his resume Alan's is that partner. Steve, Steve John is my partner every year at Bandon for, for the Uncle Tony Invitational, which is the tournament that, that uh, Matt hosts in honor of the, his colorful old Italian uncle who got him into golf. And it's one of the highlights of the golf calendar for all of us. And SJ, as he's widely known in the golf world, uh, we've had like three chances to win. Like we were always right there. And he's, he's a great stick he's probably a legit one or two and one of the all-time characters spectacular head of hair it's not just that colt got to play with some rando i mean this is one of the all-time characters so 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 i'm playing a practice round with steve john and he gets a phone call his son kyle was coming in who by the way kyle and sj have won the father son twice they're contenders kyle's a stick sj's a stick and uh kyle he puts Kyle on like speakerphone on the 16th tee. We're playing uh, the back nine only. And we're on the 16th tee. And Kyle basically says, dad, I'm sorry. You know, be- his flight had also got canceled day before the father's he's out. Matt then hits the Ireland journey text thread. Colt, you're playing with Steve John tomorrow at 115, working on clubs. Game on. <laughs> I'm like, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Colt gets clubs from the caddy that I use from Adair Manor, who's like one of the greatest people roaming the planet. He's just Mark Sartini. He's a great guy. Use him, used him at Adair, brought him over to the father-son in the last few years. He has a set of clubs. He goes, Colt, you can use my clubs. Colt uses Mark Sartini's clubs, shows up the first tee with SJ and, and the first hole of Waterville, and they both proceed to pump it into the hazard. Like both go right, right, right. right out out ball i mean they are they are <laughs> and it's taking best ball of the twosome from day one three-day tournament second day is alternate shot third day is back to best ball of the twosome and these guys are out i mean i didn't I, I i think it was maybe at the turn on the first day i asked matt i'm like he said something i'm like wait i'm playing the next two days as well bear in mind i on the, before this trip i was like hey if we can all play nine holes together at some point, that would be sick. Love to play nine in Ireland. That would be awesome. <laughs> you know, right off the bat, hey, jump in, play three days at Waterville for the father-son. I'm like, sir, yes, sir. So look no further. <laughs> so a couple uh, of times yeah. I see the two of them over there in the fairway, like I'm passing them, and they're like thick as thieves. <laughs> they're, they're over there. I hear them, hey, cool, great shot. Yeah, all right, you know. Uh, yeah, yeah, you know, this is like – when your girl cheats on you with like you know your universe like i don't really need to hear all this matt like it's a sensitive <laughs> subject like sj's my partner colt swoops in steals him so when, carries him to victory like it puts me in an awkward position here like you can lay off a little bit nobody nobody's thinking about anything you know i, I they, they're having fun they're playing good you know you know it's all stableford scoring over there so it's always like 
it's pars two points, uh, bogeys one point, and anything double zero, and birdies are three, eagles are four, etc. And so it's all, you know, you got to get to 36. That's par. Basically, that's two points a hole. And if you can get like anywhere, you know, 38, 39, all good scores. Well, five, day three, we finished third. My partner and I finished fourth, actually, in the adopted category. Uh, a couple of our other friends won. There were some beautiful speeches going on. And Colt is shooting the award ceremony. Oh, yeah. By the way, he's playing. And I'm also telling him, like, hey, when you're done or out there, get some shots yeah so whenever he's not playing and while he's playing he's shooting he's shooting like the whole time everything so and he's shooting the trophy ceremony and they go oh first play oh well you know unfortunately kyle john couldn't make it steve john had and and colt looks over me he's like did we just win low gross and I, like and i was and they go and steve john and colt nether low gross are you kidding me Oh my God, you're, you're the best. That was so much fun. That was so, that was fun. so enjoyable. That was so enjoyable. Low gross. Low fucking gross. Low gross oh my God. Oh my God. We borrow clubs. We borrow clubs. Hey, Mark's, borrow. The, Mark's the real MVP. Three days, okay? They It's best ball to twosome. And then Colt, you got zero shots? Yeah. And, and Steve got three shots? He got two. He's a three handicap. He ended up getting two. Three days total. Best ball of twosome, alternate shot, and best ball of twosome. And they both are in the hazard off the first tee on the first hole, and they finished seven over. Doesn't put everybody off the scent is all the strategy. So Colt and SJ are defending gross champions. Kyle John might be my partner next year, and Alan is in need of a new partner at the Uncle Tony Invitational. As for Colt, Alan asked him for a wrap-up before we headed north. We're talking favorites in Southwest? Sure. I mean, and we're talking just golf or experience because the Lahinch experience where the whole crew plays, it's sunset, Lahinch is the town. You know, we're coming up 18 as a seven ball, you know, trying to get in at last light. I mean, it's just, you know, it's old Tom, Mc, old Tom McKenzie, right? It's just, I mean, how can you beat that? I don't think you can. I mean, Lynch might be my favorite golf course in all of Ireland, the whole island. But uh, what about you, Matt? You, you, you've seen and done them. If you had to pick one favorite from the Southwest, what's it going to be? Well, you know, the story we do on Tralee is they've, they've, they've really made a lot of changes and improvements to their front nine, uh, which is always said to be the weaker nine and sort of, you know, maybe have pulled Tralee down uh, in the, in the rankings, so to speak. But I, I think so. It's gotten better. And then Bally Bunyan, the first time I played Bally Bunyan, it was raining, you know, sideways, blowing 40, always has sort of clouded my, you know, sort of impression of, of the golf course. Cause that's all I, it's all I really, I mean, I played it again. <clears throat> it was raining also. Like I, I just, I finally saw it in this perfect, in a perfect situation. It was an epic day and uh it was pristine it was an immaculate condition and um and they've they've actually improved their 18th hole which is one that i never liked uh it was kind of this raw odd blind approach shot and uh and and all that being said i i i just for me you know waterville and la hinch i just it's really impossible to pick between them i i i love them both i i i 
for different reasons. Uh, I, I love both the towns. I love both the golf courses. I love both the vibe. I love all the experience. I've got great memories and moments at both. It's just, I can't do it. It's like Pebble and Cypress for me. All right. That's well said. From the, uh, from the visitor standpoint, I think, you know, La Hinch, you're like right down the street from the Cliffs of Moore. You're not too far mm -hmm. from this cool little music artist town, Doolin. Like that area has a lot happening if you're traveling with family or, mm -hmm. you know, you just want to get in a lot in an area. Yeah, well, that's a great point. I mean, well, and it's, it's so close to Shannon. Like that's La Hinch is big problem that's been a big thing for like la hinch especially like everybody who flies in and out of shannon goes right to la hinch and so you could be on the t in like 45 minutes from the time you land it's, that's a problem well it's shannon oh, airport's still closed shannon. so there's no flights I yeah. yeah 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 um but they, they take great care of us and then we, we know a local there uh antoine o'looney uh i've you know through john ashworth i've gotten to know this guy who's just a you know, that's in, in a country full of characters. This is in the top 10. Antoine O'Looney, who offered to take us out in his boat to be at the base of the Cliffs of Moore, you know, uh, on the morning we were supposed to get away. And we, we got sunset. And again, weather was supposed to be horrible. It wasn't. We got to go right. And we, we, we actually, he drove the boat into the Cliffs of Moore. <laughs> so over, over, over our shoulder and, and, and there, you know, we got, you reach Julian. And over this side here, then you're, you're over to the Iron Island. Where are the people, where do the people come to see the cliffs more? So, right? See where the, the castle is yeah. up there? Yeah. That's it. O'Brien's castle? Castle, yeah. It's just like a little tower, you know? Yeah. How long does that go back? Back, back to the O'Brien stronghold who were going way back. I have to give you around information. The cliffs of Moore are less than an hour from Shannon Airport, maybe 10 minutes from La Hinch. Tickets range in price from free for kids 12 and under, $12 for adults, and up to $22 for an entire family. O'Brien's Tower goes way, way back to 1835 and sits 702 feet above sea level. I mean, mind boggling. If you want to talk about surprise experiences for me, obviously Critch Island is is something that we can do a whole podcast on, and probably will at some point. But um, for me, the, the the boat ride with Antoine O'Looney at sunrise at La Hinch uh, into the Cliffs of Moore is something you know. I I've done the boat ride along the north of of Kauai on uh, the Nepali coastline which is spectacular and breathtaking. This is times 10 of that. Uh, all right. So, so now you make the hard choice to skip Royal County down and you, you go to the Northwest, which is really the least explored part of, of Ireland from a golf standpoint. And that, that was the point. That was the point without, well, that, that's what I was going to say. What, why, why do that? And what, what was the, the, the vision there? Well, it's, it's got two new, it's got, you know, basically Nairn and Port New, Gil Hans just, you know, base, did a did a total redo. And Tom Doak uh, built a course at Rossapena called St. Patrick's on what originally Jack Nicholas had started as two 18s. And the project sort of ran afoul. The Casey family was able to buy the land 
they reached out to Doak, who came over and routed 18 holes on what would have been, you know, 36. So um, the, the, the kind of the pull to that north and the northwest was what's new there and, and what's going to be the impact of these two new, you know, um, sort of modern, minimalist American, you know, you know, architectural, you know, rock stars rolling into Ireland, doing what they do on this land. And what's that going to do is sort of a seismic shift as, as tea times get booked out on the Southwest and prices are where they are and value is what it is in the North. And here comes Gil Hansen, Tom Doak. What is, what's going to kind of be this impact of the pull of interest plus value to the North and the Northwest. And, uh, that was part of what we were out to discover. We heard from Enda Kenny on Karn earlier. Now meet Jerry Maguire of County Mayo, my playing partner and guide around Karn's wild Atlantic dunes. Don't get dunes like this anywhere. Not so many of them. You get them here and there in the odd place, but here it's just... And it's all the more incredible when you drive from Ballina or anywhere within an hour of Belmullet, the, the ground is the, the, it's flatland. Oh, really? It's bog. And then you come out here and you just think you're, you've hit the moon. You stand up on that first tee box and you come out here in the middle of what you'd call really craters. And they're cold built in craters. And until you do it, you just, you have to do it. It's destination golf. When you get here, you'll just be blown away by it. Just to clarify, Karn added some holes by Jim Eng in 2013. Eddie Hackett to the original 18. Now you have the most dramatic nine by Hackett, plus the new nine, which is what's called the Wild Atlantic Dunes. The remaining nine holes are the Hackett nine, which are flat and more playable for the locals. Now back to the conversation for more on the trip. In planning out this trip, it's places like Karn and Sligo and Ballyliffin that are going to benefit from all of this, this pull and the, the interest here. And we stumbled into Karn, which, I mean, you want to talk about raw. It, it, it's, it's, it would be like Shaquille O'Neal when he was at LSU, like just big and gangly and, and like, you know, uh, has a lot of talent, but, you know, like just, just, it's like, it's just, the, you know, just not ready yet you know like it's just not ready yet it's 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 close and you know it's got the bones and the character and they now they got 27 holes and the locals and the people who run it are basically doing it for free and they've had some real financial struggles that they've you know they've kind of gotten through uh i got to play with enda kenny the former prime minister of Ireland at the father's son. He's a local, he's a Mayo guy, uh, the County Mayo, which is where Karn is. And he was basically all in on, you got to go see it. Anyway, we went, it was amazing, you know, it's amazing, but it's, it, it needs the help of the Nairn and Port New and, and Ross of Pennant. It needs this pull. It needs more outside play. It needs finances. And then it has a chance of being something really special. But right now it's very raw, very tough, long, rough, very narrow fairways. It's massive dunes. It's, it's extreme. It's very. They were saying it's like the biggest dunes in the area. Yeah, you want right? to dress in full camo head to toe and go dune hunting. Come your spot. They say, they say that people tee off it uh, off from Karn and, and sometimes may never be seen again. <laughs> 
The I wild mean, that, Atlantic dunes. That, that's what it is. These dunes are seriously, what, 150 feet tall? These are the biggest the dunes. Atlantic dunes. dunes, period. It's not a... No, I know. That, that's part of it. It's always had this mystique because it is so raw. And uh, John Gaddity, my former yeah. SI colleague, you know, he wrote a book, Ancestral Links, and the Karn plays a big role in that. And it's one of the great regrets of my life is if after every year after the open, John would go to Karn and, and host people. And like, I was so close to going a few times. I never made it. And now he's not going over there as much. And now he's retired. And, um, but it's, it's always been fixed in my brain. I mean, if there's any place in, in all of golf, I want to get to Karn is like right at the top of the list. So I, I love your impressions of it. It kind of confirms everything I've always believed. And yeah, Maybe I mean, the best pint of Guinness as well. Yes. Okay, so let's talk uh, about that. We the sidebar best, on the Guinness, like best, best pint second. of Guinness. Yep. Why is that? Like, are, is the Guinness different from place to place? Oh yeah, apparently. Yeah. And and Guinness. So if you serve Guinness in your pub, Guinness sends people out there to clean your lines and make and quality control. Our driver Darren, shout out Darren, was a former Guinness tap linesman. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not sure if that was his actual title, but he would clean the, you know, the lines. Yeah. The lines. Yeah. So, yeah. So Guinness does quality yeah. control at every pub, but for some reason, awesome. said, Darren said, Carnes got a great, or rather a grand pint of Guinness. <laughs> well, that's interesting. We, we had this conversation. It was, clean, <laughs> it was cold. It was, it was so, and by the way, I think it's also because after you're done hiking Karn, like it just tastes better. Now comes my favorite part of the whole trip. <laughs> How about my brother? What I have for you? Mother's milk. What's happening? Um, for some reason, they taste so much better in yeah, Ireland. Uh, never once I've gone to a bar in America and said, oh, give me a Guinness. No, no. no, just no. But in Ireland, it's like, give me a Guinness. Yeah. Give me a- <laughs> you, can't, you can't get the words out fast enough. Land, get in a car, pub, Guinness. At Father's Son, I was doing, a, I was drinking a lot of Guinness. I mean, <laughs> and, uh, but once we got, once we got going and playing, you know, it, it's kind of slowed down because it's not like they're serving you Guinness out on the golf course. You kind of got to go earn it and you got to stick around afterwards. And, you know, Jerry Maguire is the, is the, you know, you'd call him the director of golf there. He does the job for free. He is one of my favorite. I mean, we, we ran into so many amazing people, but is it Fiona? Yes. It's Jerry and Fiona run Karn and, I mean, not only the best Guinness, but like we had, we had a really great meal there. The hospitality, I mean, it brings a tear to my eye, honestly. These people are as as down-home quality people you'll ever come across. And uh, they were really, they, they, you couldn't leave Karn without, I mean, they touch you. They're like, that, that, you know, you can't, like I said in a tweet, you can't help but root for Karn. Like this place is going to benefit from Marin and Port New and, and St. Patrick's at Rosapena because of kind of this, this Northern shift and no one's happier than me for, for Fiona and Jerry Maguire and all the people at Carm. Cause they- I love that. I love that. All right. So now let's get to St. Patrick's and, uh, and the other uh, and the Hans course, like, come on, let, let's hear it. So after Carn was Marin and Port New. Yeah. 
Yeah. If you like Pebble Beach and you would rather have two Carmel Bays, there you go. Nairn and Port New. To get someone like Gil Hans and Jim Widener to take their time to come here, I mean, those their schedules are ridiculous. And to get them to come here and take us on board, it was like buying a lotto ticket and winning the lotto. That's Liam McDivitt, who helped rescue the course in 2017. He and his partner, Larry Foley, bought the debt of 1.7 million euro and had to put several million back into the place. To play there for $155 isn't exactly like winning the lotto, but it's close. Even closer, locals pay roughly $600 to play for a year. What Gil and Jim did, you know, they, they, they basically had an impact on, you know, every hole, whether it was tees, greens, location of greens, you know, uh, slight sort of routing tweaks, condensing holes into threes or making them fours. And, and, um, and what, what they've done, and it's a beautiful, talk about a beautiful little beach town there. Um, and, and cool little vibe and aesthetic. When we rock up, there's a food truck in the, in the parking, in the, in the parking lot. There's kids everywhere. People are playing in t-shirts and shorts and, and uh, it's just, this beautiful, non-pretentious, but also pristine-looking experience, and um, and we had played with Liam, one of the owners. He's a local. He's he's living in has lived in America. He kind of this is coming back. He and Larry Foley, whose son I played with in the Father Son. You know, he's a Irish American who you know loves Ireland as as you know as much as anybody does, and they bought this. You know. Larry Foley bought it sight unseen on his partner Liam's suggestion. Gil Hansen, Jim Wagner went over there and just, I mean, I didn't never played it before, but what I played was an absolute gas, just so much fun, absolutely beautiful, great uh, little, you know, combination of holes. We had a rainbow over the golf. You know, you're playing down to little greens like you do on the seventh at Pebble beach. Like, there's a couple versions of that. <laughs> Not to mention Liam McDivitt, the owner who was out there with us, caddied there for a, a euro around. Yeah, as a yeah, kid. As a kid. Yeah. That's yeah. got to be a stage name, McDivitt. Yeah. I'm changing. I'm changing my last name to McDivitt. That's so good. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So and so now, what? By the way, one of about twenty-seven Liams that we met. Yeah, true. Yeah, that was that over under was the same as the Guinness count. And so. Afterwards, afterwards, we go to the food truck and Liam goes, All right, we'll take the, this food truck is insane. It's the best pizza and tacos you'll ever have. And Liam rocks up and goes, All right, we'll take eight taco, uh, uh, short rib tacos. We'll have eight pizzas. We'll have uh, two lamb. You know, we'll have a uh, calamari. We'll have, we, we feasted. We feasted that night. In, 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 yeah. in, out of a food truck at Laren and Port New. Non-stop all year long to play Pebble Beach once. <laughs> oh, <laughs> well, we're not going we're to Pebble be Beach. Pebble Beach. <laughs> we won't be going to Pebble Beach. Then. I just want to give you a little perspective of where I come from and where you guys are from. That was the group of guys we walked up the 18th with, sun setting behind us. I had pointed out to them that they pay the same, if not less, to play Nairn and Port New all year long versus what anyone pays to play Pebble Beach once. They weren't interested in that deal. 
And if you play Nairn and Port New, you can't blame them. So Nairn and Port New is going to, uh, I was thinking, wow, this is amazing what this is going to do for the North, like unbelievable. And then we went to Rasapena and St. Patrick. But between that yeah. is where we went to Critch Island. So this is what the amazing thing is, is, is between Nairn and Port New and Rasapena, this is why Critch Island, which is a nine hole, you know, made out of the farm, made from the shovels of the farmers who lived around in the area where you can't even get a big bus over this little bridge in order to get to Critch Island, where they don't even have any merchandise in the pro shop. And we played a guy who for 20 years was not only the superintendent, he was the GM, he was the head pro, he was the, and Brian, and he, and he hosted us. We rocked up there like on two wheels uh, Nairn and Port New gave us three sets of clubs so all five of us could play. Wind is blowing. The only rain we pretty much got the whole trip for the first hole. And then it cleared up. And then it was like the greatest nine hole, the best value and greatest nine hole golf course maybe in the world. Is it just a coincidence that like the most fun golf holes were made by old Tom Morris, who as like the first guy ever had no idea what he was doing. And then the farmers that just like make up holes you 19, know, it, 1982 these the, the farmers and like basically the the, the something about the local priests who said you know yeah go ahead you know, you, you, you can you get the land from the church yeah they land from church they made the golf course took them four years to build these nine holes at, with shovels <laughs> and, so cool. every and they're hole, epic <laughs> the sixth hole well you'll see the sixth hole to par three mm-hmm. is is like a mini version of 16 at Cypress Point. This is the most metal golf course I've ever heard of in my life. <laughs> yeah. You pay like 30 or 30 bucks to play nine holes or 50 bucks to play 18. We had, um, it was, it, we, we had the bet with them like pound for pound, like the best time of anything and everything we did was the nine holes we played at Critch Island because low expectations. It was like, it was, we all got to play. We had such a fun time. It was amazing. And it, was, cool. it was like, we were five kids that like got led into Disneyland by ourselves with no one else there. And we just ran around like crazy. <laughs> they don't That's have merch, awesome. but they do have Guinness. Yeah. <laughs> they do for, Guinness. Um, for the listeners at home, whose interest has been majorly picked, we should just point out it, it's spelled C R U I T. It's yes. like Cruet Island, but that's not how they say it over there. And um, it, right. took a, but, it took a while for us to figure out how to say it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's definitely a cult classic. Um, Lawrence Donegan, the um, longtime golf writer, he's he tweeted about it maybe a year ago, a year and a half ago, and said it's like his favorite course in the world or something equally hyperbolic. And that was the first time I'd ever heard about it. And I immediately Googled it and I've seen the photos. And it does look just absolutely spectacular. And clearly it's got a, a special ambiance. So that's awesome. So now Matt, who has a long history of um, jousting with Tom Doak, both as a human and as a designer. And um, I've heard him swear various oaths involving Tom Doak's name um, from Tar Edie to um, Cape Kidnappers to uh, Stream Song to you, you go down the list, but you get to St. Patrick's and your belief is what, Matt? Finish that sentence. Well, I mean, I should probably address some of the Tom Doak <laughs> that you just laid out. <laughs> 
I mean, you know, I, I have a lot of respect for Tom Doak, the designer. I don't, I don't think his greens are a great match for modern day green speeds. It's not there. They're too much undulation to handle green speeds of 11 and 12, which is generally what high-end resorts do to, uh, to golf courses in America in an effort to sort of justify large green fees or to sort of pump the chest on like, we've got fast greens and, and Doak doesn't relent on, you know, unless strongly encouraged by Mike Kaiser, basically his, his greens are not only too undulating for modern day green speeds, but with, with good shots on approach shots, they just send balls in a lot of various directions unnecessarily and unfairly in most cases. And, you know, and, and I'm an amateur. And so, you know, I, I, I have poked at Tom Doak um, for that because I think it's, uh, I think that he costs himself in what I, I think is, is um, being revered as one of the greatest of, of, of his generation. There are some people who say he is the greatest. I would say that because of, because of three to four or five and sometimes six greens per course, it's not, it's not, it gets in the way of the good time and the good design and the good routings and the other genius stuff he's done. That being said, when we rocked up to Rasa Pena and St. Patrick's and that golf course and what he's done is um, it's the, in my opinion, you know, having just walked it and, you know, saw the scale and, and like, this has to be his best to me. He got, he would, it's like he had the land of both Bandon and Pacific to build the ultimate Bandon dunes golf course, the scale and the dunes and the, and the, and the position of the holes along the water and, and the routing and the, the drama, the build up to the end. It's, it's, and they're going to run the green speeds at nine because that's sort of what they do in Ireland because the wind always blows and you have to still have it be playable. So for yeah. green speeds to be at nine in Ireland for this Tom Doak golf course and to have the land he had and where he's at in his career to do what he's, you know, to do what he did to me, it's the, it's the best case scenario. Our expectations were pretty high to be fair with, you know, sand dunes sand sea you know and tom's tom's record with yeah. uh with all of the above so yeah john and i have been friends and are fans and friends of tom's for a long time so it was just a, a good fit and while on the subject of tom doke dream golf which consists of bandon dunes sand valley and cabot cape breton have created a cool offer as you probably know, Bandon just announced that it will host 13 USJ Amateur Championships over the next 23 years, starting with the U.S. Junior Amateur in 2022. And at Sand Valley, Doak is restoring the Lido Golf Club, which many consider one of the greatest courses ever built. And by the pictures I've seen, it looks insane. Anyway, to celebrate, Dream Golf is offering a four-day, three-night stay in July in which you can either be one of the first to preview the Lido or be on-site at Bandon for the 2022 U.S. Junior Am. Enter by September 30th by going to dreamgolf.com forward slash giveaway. dreamgolf.com forward slash 
giveaway. Now for more on St. Patrick's and the Casey family, back to the round table. I mean, you know, I think about like the New York skyline, you feel like it's, it's fixed. Um, and yet they're always, someone's always building a new skyscraper and how cool is it that, you know, they're still finding new links courses in Ireland and two of them. Uh, it's, well, it's exciting. And, and Rasa Penna already has two, two good golf courses and they have a beautiful hotel there. And the Casey family are amazing people. Um, the sons, uh, uh, Frank and John are basically like the Kaiser boys. So Frank Sr., Casey, has been running this hotel and these golf courses. And his two sons are like Michael and Chris Kaiser. Like they're, they're, they're super thoughtful, intellectual, humble, uh, gracious, uh, classy, you know, uh, guys in their 30s who have, you know, been a part of this whole culture for you know, for a long time, watching their dad do what he does. And now they're, you know, their dad is still very much involved, but he, they're, they're really sort of breaking up the hospitality, the hotel and the golf. And um, it's, a, it's, I will tell you that when, you know, I thought Naranaport knew it was going to be a nice draw to the North and you see St. Patrick's at Rasa Pena and knowing what we know again about the value and this, this, this is going to be the golf course that, with the Doke enthusiasts, the Gilhans enthusiasts, and value enthusiasts, and people who've already checked the boxes in the South, in the Southwest, who have played all those golf courses, there is going to be a seismic shift to the North and the Northwest for the next 10 years for the foreseeable future. Sure. Because of St. Well, Patrick's and Aaron Port New. And, and let's not forget the Open at Port Rush kind of put that course in a whole other category. Uh, opens, all the, there's been all this. There's been a movement happening. You know, our glass has gone from 500 international uh, golfers to 5,000, you know, over the last, you know, five years. I mean, there's already been this kind of discovery of, of the Bally Liffin played really well in the Irish Open. Royal County Down was the first one where, uh, where Rory hosted. Rory getting behind the Irish Open. It playing well, you know, at, you know, happened at the hinge too with Ron. But I mean, that that kind of is all that's all happening. Yeah, well, I, so so this, um, this becomes the ultimate question. You're you're a golfer traveling from the U.S. or somewhere else far 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 away, and you only have one week. Say you can't do the entire Irish island. So do you go to the north? Or do you go to the south? What's that answer now? The southwest, you know, to deprive yourself of La Hinch, Tralee, Waterville, Valley Bunyan, Old Head, you know, Dune Bag, uh, you know, Dukes. I mean, that's that's that is that's as good as it gets. That is the supreme beings of Irish golf. But Next up is now, I mean, it was all, I, I love the North anyway, Port Rush, Port Stewart, Ardglass, Royal County down. There was, there's plenty up there, Castle Rock, but now you have more options in the North and the Northwest is now becoming, now the lines are blurred. Now there's a bit of more of a shift and now you can actually make a truly North Northwest trip. And like we didn't even play Royal County down. We didn't play Port Stewart. We, yeah. did, we did do Port Rush, which, you know, which is, 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 is epic, but my God, that's in the conversation that, that holds up. And if you're going to go value you, that's where you'd go. 
And if you want to yeah. get it in before it gets super popular. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Now's the time. Get it, get it in now before it becomes. I mean, I, I liked what, what you guys said at the top of this podcast, just by like hour and a half ago now that it felt like Ireland two or three decades ago, your experience you just had. And, um, and I think, I think that's, that's what the Northwest is going to be for a long time. And just so people don't know the geography that well, I mean, most folks would fly into Dublin and then if you just start going north, you're going to get to Royal County down before anything else. You go up these coasts and then you hit Portrush and you just do a loop and you go west and you could you could do a one great circle just in the northern half of, of the island. And um, you could you could cut straight northwest, get to Donegal, and then Donegal is in the middle, is right 45 minutes from Nanon Port New. St. Patrick's is an hour and a half from Donegal, and then do it that way too. Yeah, and yeah. So kind of Belfast too, by the way. You yeah. you can go. Uh, you know, there are flights in Belfast, and there's actually a flight over to an airport in the northwest out of Dublin that you can yeah. connect to, that gets you into the heart of the northwest. There is yeah. there is, and it's only one flight a day, but and I suspect there will be more of those flights. You know, I would bet you know all my 401k that. Three years from now, assuming you know everything clears up with COVID, that there will be a lot more flights going in and out of the, the airport in the Northwest. They're, they're not going to be big planes, but I think there'll be more flights. Before we get to final thoughts and favorite moments, we'd like to thank Parpoints for their support. Parpoints is the app that allows you to change the way you score this crazy game. Choose to play from 100 yards, a par is worth 100 points. Birdie? Double that. It's especially great for kids, beginners, family golf, and buddy strips looking for an alternate format that is conducive to side bets. Download the app now and go make par. Does anyone have a you know favorite moment? What do you got, Colt, other than winning the other <laughs> I mean, we didn't even do, I feel like we need a spin-off podcast for everything. Like, you know, the goats at Lahinge was hilarious. Uh, Matt didn't believe they were there. Did we find them? Maybe you'll have to see Marcus Nolan and his mom at Lahage grabbing beers. He lives literally, you know, you go Klondike and, uh, and what is it? Dell Klondike and Dell Klondike on the fourth Marcus lives right behind the green. He runs into the house, grabs beers for us. You know, we get a refresh in between two template holes. That's pretty ridiculous. But, um, you know, uh, a whole part of the father son is, is the, uh, the Irish mass priest comes in, you have the Irish mass to the, there's the whole Irish mass hole out at Waterville on the 12th hole part three, where there's a huge pit hundreds of years ago, you know, having mass was punishable by death at the time. They, uh, they would go out there, have mass in the pit. So nobody could see him. I mean, Waterville is built out on, the, you know, this peninsula is the golf course. That's it. That's all that's on the peninsula. Uh, but anyway, we had it out at Marty's house um, this year, and it was a um, sort of a uh, you know, memorial service for a couple of the guys that have been a part of the tournament um, in the past. And uh, again, rolling into the uh, father-son without knowing a whole lot about it, to experience Irish mass there and to, to experience the emotions that were a part of that and to, you know, celebrate the um the lives of some of the guys that have lived that tournament over the years was heavy it was heavy and it was it was eye-opening um and uh really enjoyable as well Hmm. what about you alex fair moment castle rock 
played as a crew, part of the thing, and uh, I won a hole. I stuck one close. <laughs> stuck one close. <laughs> Two for one. <laughs> Two for one. That's right. Net ace. This is favorite moment. <laughs> First hole in one. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah, you covered Matt's bird, I think, as yeah. well out at oh uh, yeah, out at Critch. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken. <laughs> I did. That drivable par four. Appreciate that. I yeah. appreciated that. I was out of the hole. Thank you very much. <laughs> How about you, Maddie? Man, I, you know, for me, it's, I mean, I, I eagled my last hole, the 18th hole of the father son of Waterville downwind. Some, some, I had nine iron into the green. Hit pitching it. wedge, pitching wedge. Yeah. And, uh, and made the putt which was my golf highlight by far. And, but it's, it's all about, I mean, our glass is kind of the Goat Hill park of Ireland, you know, of, uh, of Northern Ireland. And it's, and it's um, the people there, you know, become, become friendly with they, they, several years ago, they made me an honorary member, you know, uh, they presented it to me at the Mer- PJ merchandise show I, I, you know, I did, I didn't know what to do. You know, it's like, I don't even know what that, that's amazing honor. Like the, you know, the oldest clubhouse in the world, 1406 or something. And uh, yeah, our glass. And um, so this was my first time back there. Paul Vaughn, the pro um, Fitzy is kind of the uh, 11 time club champion was our host. And uh, we had, uh, we went lobstering. I, I met up with the, uh, the three brothers who own the dire wolves or were used as the dire wolves uh, and um, got, you know, become friendly with them. We met up with them. We had drinks in the pub with them. We played the golf course the next morning and, uh, and we, we sang songs until two in the morning. It, the whole art glass thing to me is, is my super spiritual. I think there's some, there's magic in the land and the, and there's certainly magic in the, in the people and the, the community there and uh it's cool it's a really cool thing and so being able to go back there that was you know of all the things i got 10 favorite things 20 favorite things 30 favorite things and 30 favorite people that we met but art glass is kind of the one for me This was a fun journey. I mean, I don't know if it made my FOMO worse or better, but it's it's great to hear the stories and it's it's fun to think about. There's bitterness in your tone from the beginning. Let's no, I'm I'm supportive. I'm supportive. <laughs> uh, but um, anyway, th- thanks for filling us all in. I mean, it. Yeah, I, I think the decision between between uh, Ireland and Scotland is much harder than it's ever been, especially when you add in these two new courses and. Um, and port rush's star turn and all of it so it, it's a it's that i mean it's definitely a win-win but it's it's certainly there's something about ireland i mean the, the, the people and the culture is just so inviting and uh anyway this is great stuff that was well said alan like it's never been more of a a, a closer fight between scotland and ireland and at the end of the day if you really you know, on the, the plenty, the golf stacks up, the golf can go, you know, one for one, you can go back and forth. But at the end of the day, what happens off my golf course in Ireland and Northern Ireland 
is unlike anything else really in the world. The people and the warmth and the only thing they take seriously over there is making sure that you have a good time. They're very good at it.